1: Your happiest spring starts at Lowe's, because Spring Fest is on now. Find everything you need this season at a great low price, like the Craftsman 20-volt string trimmer for just $99. And grab select miracle Grow Brilliant Blooms 25-ounce annuals, two for $10. Come into Lowe's today for the fun and savings of Spring Fest. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. miracle Grow offer in-store only. Plant size and selection varies by location. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Selection varies by location, while supplies last. About 428 through 5'4. Welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. For the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Talkstar Radio Network and our worldwide family of affiliates. Um, I must tell you that I was not surprised when May the 21st came and went. In fact, we did a show on Saturday from 4 o'clock in the afternoon until 8 o'clock in the evening uh, just to make sure that we were broadcasting when the rapture was going to hit. But you know what? Nothing happened, and Pastor Harry and I were here. We were watching the skies. We had people from all over the globe reporting into us on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, as well as uh, by email. And you know what the big thing is is that it seems that uh that uh Harold Camping has somehow lost 80 million dollars on top of the millions of dollars that have been spent on these uh on the billboards worldwide. So it'll be interesting in the days and the weeks to come to see whether or not you know um <laughs> if there's any criminal prosecution that uh, he's uh That he is subjected to, I think, if anything, he should be, you know, civilly liable for, for misleading these people. And if he has to put his church out of business, sell all the broadcast equipment, sell the pews, sell the books, sell the church, sell the land, whatever needs to be done to compensate the people who put their faith in him. And you know what? An example has to be made of Harold Camping because as we get closer to December the twenty-first, twenty twelve, with all these other Yahoo's predicting the end of the world, this. My friends was a dry run and just a brief glimpse into the future of what we're going to be seeing as we get closer to December the 21st 2012 when the end of the world the end of the Mayan calendar the the galactic alignment is supposed to usher in the apocalyptic times. I only have one thing to say about that it ain't going to happen gang it's not going to happen. So don't sell your house, don't sell the farm, don't sell the children, don't, don't run up debt that you can't pay, because yeah, I'm going to tell you something, come December the 22nd, everybody's going to be in for one hell of a surprise. Well, not everybody, but everybody who's buying into the end of the world scenario will be, just like the people who bought into the doomsday prophecy of Harold Camping of uh, May the 21st. Didn't happen. And I, I, as much as I feel sorry for these people, you know, like, come on. Like I said, I hope the authorities uh, do something about this. My guest this hour, my first guest tonight here on the show, uh, we had the pleasure of having her on the show last Friday. And we only, we only scratched the surface of the topic that I wanted to get into. Uh, Rosalind Peterson is our guest. And we're talking about the Agriculture Defense Coalition. This is part two, Exonation. Nation. And Roslyn is the California president and co-founder of the Agriculture Defense Coalition, formed in 2006 to predict agricultural crop production from uncontrolled experimental weather modification programs, atmospheric heating and testing programs, and ocean and atmospheric experimental geoengineering programs. In 1995, Roslyn became a certified USDA Farm Service Agency crop loss adjuster, working in more than 10 counties throughout California. Many crop losses uh, throughout the United States can be contributed to weather-related causes. Rosalind earned a Bachelor of Arts degree from Sonoma State University in Environment Studies and Planning with an emphasis on agriculture and crop production. Between 1989 and 1993, Rosalind worked as an agricultural technologist for, I believe it's, uh, how do you say it? Is it Medocino? Rosalyn?
0: Mendocino. Mendocino. County. Mendocino.
1: Mendocino County Department of Agriculture. Joining us now is Roslyn Peterson. And Rosalyn, uh, t- you know, just a little caveat here, a little off-bar. Were you surprised when the world didn't end on uh, Saturday?
0: Uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, that was, that around where I live, this mm-hmm. this has been um, a high high humor here. Yes, here um, too. and uh, one man he said on his way to work, he says, "Well, I drove by the graveyard." You know, this was the day after the end of the world came. He says I drive by the, the graveyard on my way to work and he said all the bodies were still buried, oh so we must all sinners.
1: All right, you and I'll come back in two minutes. <laughs> Rosalind Peterson, my special guest for this hour. We'll return as the exome continues after the doomsday the non doomsday event. Don't go away. Back in two. Smile, but I And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. Rosalind Peterson is our special guest. Her websites are CaliforniaSkyWatch.com and AgricultureDefenseCoalition.org. And uh, just for the listeners who may not have been with us on Friday, uh, Rosalind, when you were with us, can you uh, once again just just uh, in, in capsule form tell us what or tell the Exxon Nation what the Agriculture Defense Coalition is and what its aims and mandates are?
0: Well, one of the things that uh, I started to do in 2002 was serious research on issues like persistent jet contrails and what caused them. I started to research weather modification programs. I started to do uh, an enormous amount of research to figure out what type of upper atmospheric test that uh, the United States was conducting, mm-hmm. along with other federal agencies of the government and also the military. And it became evident that uh, the United States was engaged in multiple experimental weather modification programs. And at that point, I had so much documentation on these and related topics that I decided to um, uh, put forward the Agriculture Defense Coalition Initially, to talk about crop production weather modification programs and to put a stop to Senator Kay Bailey Hutchison's weather modification and mitigation bills that she has put forward every year since uh, 2005. And we've been working to defeat them and have so far through 2010 part of this experimental weather modification programs and uh, these uh, jet trails that we see in the sky and other geoengineering programs and that means that any time that you artificially change uh, the upper atmosphere, add particles to it, chemicals to it, and conduct atmospheric experiments, then you imperil the earth with some of these activities. Mm So I wanted people to know how these activities would impact on air quality, crop production, uh, soils, and other issues. And so, therefore, the website came into being, and uh, it's still there, and it's still running well.
1: Now, what is the greatest danger when it comes to weather modification? I you know, there's a lot of people who may think, okay, this is great, we can get more snow in the in the areas that depend on skiing, we can bring more rain to the areas where the crops desperately need water. But what are the real dangers, uh, as you see it, and that your experience tells you?
0: Well, one of the things that's happening with these weather modification programs is that they may put additional snow in one area mm-hmm. and enhance a snow program. However, in... Uh, nearby counties, cities, towns, states, they could turn those areas into drought disasters. Uh, When you change the weather in one location, then surrounding areas can have their climates changed radically so that crop production um, can't, um, um, in other words, the, the microclimate that's needed for the crop production in that area is disrupted. So it could be uh, too much rain, it could be the disastrous consequences of these weather modification programs, flooding could occur, um, drought could occur, and all of these have tremendous impacts on crop production within the United States.
1: Now, what we're seeing in the Mississippi Valley, what we've just witnessed over this uh, over this weekend uh, with the massive tornado that ripped through a city in the U.S. you know, claiming eighty nine lives to this point, are these the result of weather modification, or is this just regular weather patterns that we're seeing?
0: No, we're not seeing regular weather patterns. Even here in California, we're seeing highly unusual weather occurring. And we've got the jets, uh, which NASA talks about when they leave persistent te- uh, contrails, actually change the climate. Mm-hmm. And we've been blitzed here um, for months and months, uh, changing our climate locally. It's much too cold here. We don't get enough direct sunlight reaching the Earth because the um, jet trails that persist for hours and hours at a time and turn into man-made clouds even according to NOAA and Stanford University documents, are really um, obscuring the amount of direct sunlight we reach uh, that reaches the earth. This changes crop production and temperature, which is having its effect uh, because we're much delayed here in California for crop production. But also what's interesting about this type of, of um, weather event is that they're occurring... Um, all across the western states, in other words, California, Nevada, Idaho, Montana, North Dakota, Wyoming, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Kansas, Texas, um, Alaska, Alberta, Canada, even even uh, this, uh, the country of Mexico are all modifying the weather. This all could have tremendous impacts, and we're seeing wild swings in the jet stream mm-hmm. now, uh, disruptions moving across the United States, because we have all of these weather events going on in all these states at conflict sometimes with one another. And NOAA lists all of them on their website, and also I have them on my website as well. But uh, there's more than 66 of them, which show that they're enhancing rain, they're enhancing snow, all kinds of programs are going The jets above us in the sky, um, another type of geoengineering program, changes the climate, according to NASA studies. So we have all these things going on, Mm -hmm. which then disrupts normal um, weather patterns. You
1: know, you and I were also talking Friday about uh, Bill Gates and the amount of money that he's putting into weather modification. And, uh, you know, over the weekend, I I was thinking about this. And uh, it's not as, you know, it's not just that... In my book, these people are, you know, who have more money than brains. Uh, that they're, you know, they want to play God, but they're, they're they're just not affecting themselves. They're affecting the rest of the planet, and what happens in one place certainly does have an effect on another. It's it's called in in my book a ripple effect. Shouldn't these people have to be uh, controlled, or or do, why don't why why doesn't the, why doesn't the government say, hey, listen, just because you've got the money doesn't mean that we're going to let you do whatever the hell you want?
0: Oh no, we're embracing uh, Bill Gates, you know NASA and NOAA, and all these places are embracing what he's doing because he says, well, I'll fund and we'll all work together and we'll fund this together and do these projects together and uh there's no there's no government agency that says, "Look, you know we have to figure out what the impacts on agriculture mm-hmm. are. We have to figure out the impacts of these programs, the chemicals or the particles being used, all of this there's none of that being done now for." Any of the weather modification programs, and that 's what concerns me, and that 's why we 're speaking out. you know S- Senator Hutchison will probably introduce this weather mitigation bill again this year. We all have to be prepared to step out uh, because it 's not only going to affect what 's going on in the United States it's going to affect other countries
1: it's, it's going to affect the world yes yeah um. Weather modification, has anybody made a direct link to weather modification and to uh, global warming?
0: Um, only through talking about persistent jet contrails. Um, because Stanford University and NASA studies have come out not only recently, but over the past Um, 10 years or so, Mm -hmm. noting that the warming in the Arctic and the warming and melting of the glaciers in Greenland um, and Alaska, in other words, it's from water vapor produced, which is a greenhouse gas, which is produced by these jets, and they are definitely modifying the weather and the climate across the United States, but they're really causing warming in some of these areas where multinational corporations, the U.S. government, uh, military, especially the Navy, wants to get into these areas, and when they're frozen over, they can't get there to exploit the natural resources. They can't, you know, There's, there's, uh, they're talking about uh, fighting in the last 10 days with Russia, Denmark, Canada, the United States, Greenland, and other countries. Now, because these areas have warmed up, they're fighting to exploit the, who will uh, about who will exploit the natural resources in these areas and they're all staking their claims because of this and i don't think that there's going to be a policy which is going to say look uh, we have to do something about climate change in those areas because then all of these corporations and like shell oil in alaska who can get in there now because of the melting They're not going to want to give up those uh, vast uh, sums of money that they're going to reap from uh, taking advantage of getting to the natural resources in those areas. Even parts of Canada are warming up in some areas, Mm -hmm. and the, the hunger to get in there to exploit the natural resources, which they couldn't when these areas were under glaciers is now almost rampant in, in certain areas. And I think that there's a the really, in my opinion, uh, there's been a deliberate attempt to warm up these areas so that they could be exploited. So I don't can't say that there's global warming happening everywhere, but I think in certain areas, um, aviation is, and military and, and possibly commercial are being used to warm those areas. Otherwise... Uh, the climate scientists would be heavily engaged Mm -hmm. in controlling the water vapor released by aviation, Um, all forms of aviation, and curtailing this really quickly if they wanted to restore the glaciers in those and other areas.
1: All right. Stand by, Rosalind. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Thank you very much for sharing your Monday with us here in the air zone. Nation, our special guest this hour, Rosalind Peterson. Here's a couple of websites, californiaskywatch.com and agriculturedefensecoalition.org. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Talkstar Radio Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates worldwide. 1-800-610-7035 is our toll-free number. Email exxon at com on MSN Messenger. Xonradio radio TV at hotmail.com and our websites www.xonradiotv.com and for all the breaking news www.xzonenews.com back in two minutes uh, back in uh, five minutes don't go away And welcome back to the X-Zone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is Monday, May the 23rd. It's Victoria Day in Canada. So to all our Canadian listeners who are enjoying a day off, happy Victoria Day. And, um, you know, it's nice talking to you folks because uh, I I, I don't know how many of you really bought into the concept or the belief that Harold Camping was spreading worldwide, that, uh, you know, on Saturday it was going to be doomsday hmm, the horror stories that are coming out about people who quit their jobs, sold all their properties. I heard the story of one man who actually gave Harold Camping towards his advertising campaign. Are you ready for this? $140,000 of his, uh, that's all the money he had saved. He gave it to him. And then I heard of a family that that relocated, uh, sold everything they had, quit their jobs, left school, gave all the money to Harold Camp. They took a minibus or a minivan to uh, the, um, where was it, California, Craig? Right, California, outside the studios of uh, the family radio broadcast that Harold Camp does. And now these people have absolutely nothing because of the, the con, the hoax, the scam that Harold Kemp uh, perpetrated on not only his followers but the rest of the world mind you i i don't believe in my heart of hearts many people bought into his doomsday prophecy i know i certainly didn't and uh, you know i don't buy into doomsday prophecies period because over the since recorded time there's been over 280 doomsday prophecies and guess what gang not one of them has happened or else we wouldn't be here today yes the world i think will end one day but we don't know when But that's a topic for another show. In fact, Pastor Harry's going to be with me tomorrow discussing this, the aftermath of the non-doomsday event. We're talking to our special guest this hour, Rosalind Peterson. She is the lady behind the Agriculture Defense Coalition. Their website is agriculturedefensecoalition.org. Or you can check out her other website, californiaskywatch.com. You know, another, another thing I was talking to several friends about this weekend was Bill Gates trying to... Uh, reflect the sunlight. And a couple of the people that I was talking to are avid farmers and gardeners, and they said that this would be an act of genocide on the planet because the plants on this planet require uh, sunlight for photosynthesis. Without photosynthesis, the trees that replenish the oxygen in our atmosphere, as well as the other plants, would die. And has anybody brought this to the attention of of these morons making this decision?
0: Uh. Yes, in in the last couple of years, we've been really outspoken about this. Mm -hmm. And uh, David Keith from Calgary University in Canada has been down here in the States promoting um, uh, geoengineering programs where he wants to put aluminum or barium or uh, sulfur into the atmosphere artificially in order to reflect back more sunlight and reduce the amount of sunlight. Reaching the Earth, called and this is called solar radiation management, or uh, it's one of the geoengineering mm-hmm. programs. And um, he's been here. He he talks about it, but it's just like, oh well, if you have more diffuse sunlight or less sunlight, you know, crop production will you know be fine, you know, no problem. But we don't know because we haven't done the studies. Well, he's promoting putting particles and chemicals in the air, which he admits will um, cause acid rain. He admits that when you put these particles and chemicals into the air, it's going to pollute the water, going to pollute the soil, going to do all these things. Mm -hmm. But he says, well, to save the planet, you know, us gods want to put up these particles and chemicals into the atmosphere with these unregulated geoengineering schemes, one of which has already started, and that's putting um, salt particles into clouds to make them whiter. Without really reflecting upon the fact that when you start reflecting, making clouds um, through um, increased water vapor produced by jets, and then you put salt particles in them, those salt particles rain out on our soils, in our water supplies, and they're going to make them unproductive, costly to get the salt out of drinking water. The soils don't like salts. Uh, I mean, crops don't like crops. It's, to to it's
1: going to upset the natural pH balance not only in the earth, but what about all the freshwater fish that cannot survive or any of the, uh, the positive organisms that cannot survive with salt water?
0: Yes, but you see um, um, there's uh, Ken Caldera and David Keith and some of these other, uh, Gregory Benford some of these other um, so-called climate scientists say, well, we have to save the Earth from global warming. Well, I don't see them. They know that the jets produce water vapor aviation Mm -hmm. through the combustion process. I don't see them saying that they want to eliminate it. Now they're talking about, well, we have to put, for our program to work, we have to put more greenhouse gases up in the form of water vapor so all these chemicals and particles will work better. And I look at this and I go, no, there's something wrong with this. Why, why are they not being challenged? In other words, yeah. in, in congressional hearings that were held, um, in 2009 and 2010, no one was called to refute these, these wild hypotheses about these geoengineering schemes. And now you've got Bill Gates doing cloud whitening and hurricane modification and all these other programs just because he has the money. Not because there's ever been a public debate or a thinking about the consequences of the program, but just because he wants to do it and has the money. This is outrageous.
1: It, It is stupid. Come on, once again, you know, these people, just because they have money doesn't mean that they can play gods. Now, the government likes to control everything else. How come the government isn't putting a strict control on this, and why isn't there a congressional hearing about this? Something doesn't make sense. And what happened? What happened?
0: Well, the uh, U.S. House Science and Technology Committee Mm -hmm. um, held hearings, one in 2009 and two in 2010, and then they issued a final report. But who did they call? They called all these so called climate scientists who want to experiment on the earth and, and, and initiate these programs. They never called scientists from marine biologists they never called agricultural scientists they never called people who handle would talk about um acid rain from these programs they called no one that would have any sense to say look maybe these programs shouldn't be initiated and maybe we should rethink uh you know this global geoengineering that they're talking about Because David Keith just said um, in January this year at a Stanford presentation that, well, we really have to do it. We have to experiment so we can save the world in an emergency. And I'm looking at this. He says, well, once we start the worldwide experiment, we can't stop. Well, you know, this is unacceptable. We all have to be in his experiment and live with the consequences and his unintended consequences of his Mm -hmm. experiments and uh, the others that are proposing this. I think not. And the UK Parliament held hearings and called these same witnesses to testify. I never saw one marine biologist, I never saw one person involved with tree health or anyone to testify that this might not be such a good idea. They had one-sided hearings in both the UK and the United States, and then they said, well, we're all going to work together on, on adopting global geoengineering governance. And uh, I thought this was nuts when I first heard about this, because the, because the health mm-hmm. impacts, you take, in uh, other words, sulfur, for example, acid rain, all these other programs, the health impacts would be tremendous. And yet we're going to go ahead and experiment just because they want to, and, de- and they're going to get some, they want government money to do these experiments, our taxpayer money. Um, They want to promote these programs at at our expense and cost to the whole world. And I look at this and I go, no, this is unreasonable. There's been no public debate, not a real one. Only these scientists walk around, these so-called scientists walk around and promote this idea. But that's... Uh, something that we need to identify and say no we don't we we have to put up rules and regulations that that we can't just have these experiments ongoing just because someone wants to do them exactly. we have to think this through
1: so when when we look at when we look at the grand scheme of things if 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 this is all happening and i know that you and your organization and the people involved are doing what they can. What can the rest of the people do? What can the exo nation do? What can how can we let our let our people in power know that hey, we're not happy. We don't want this. What can we do?
0: Well, one of the things in Canada is that EC ETC group is working very hard mm-hmm. on uh, stopping this global geoengineering pro- projects and programs. And we're doing the same here. And part of it is that most people don't even know that this is being proposed or the consequences. And part of it is that like being on your station here with you today begins to let people know that this is real. This is being considered at the highest levels of government in the United States. They've issued reports on this and also the U.K. Parliament that this is really being a serious issue that's being discussed that we should experiment and also the UK Parliament has said we're already conducting atmospheric experiments so um, and then in other words the cloud whitening experiment has been um, on uh, underway now from Bill Gates and funding and what he's doing so we have to look at this and say no we have to put a stop to this and this is going to elected officials everywhere beginning to talk about these programs and the consequences of these programs. And we have to push back. That's what, that's, what, that's what has to happen, but more people have to know that this is under serious consideration.
1: The airline industry, should they take any responsibility for this?
0: Absolutely.
1: And are they? Well,
0: the airline industry and the military both know that jets produce water vapor, And they know that through this combustion process that um, water vapor is a greenhouse gas and is warming us up. The U.K. has known about this for a long time. Canada has known about this. There's books written on this topic. Mm -hmm. And we have to come to a point where we really address these issues. And we really begin to talk about these issues in a way that leads to um public debate and leads to putting the clamps on them. And this is what we need to do. And so part of the reason that I speak out, I put the website up um and we're working on Geoengineering Awareness um, Month this month and um into next month. Uh, We're going to be talking to our elected officials at every level and starting to educate them that they need to take action to uh, act as a preventative for anyone who wants to conduct these types of experiments. Right now, any corporation can modify your weather. Any government agency, any individual with the money, they can modify your weather without your consent, permission, even knowledge, Uh, even prior notification. There's nothing. Hmm. They can just go ahead and do it, and you're sitting here wondering what happened. But I think that the the reason that they don't want us to know about these when they do them is because if something goes wrong, they would be sued for liability. In other words, for for conducting these experiments and causing damage and hardship. And that's why they don't want anyone really to know about them, except those that gamble on the uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange on weather futures.
1: You know, I'm sitting here and it, it just seems that they keep on piling the crap on top of us and they expect this planet to go forward and yet it seems that industry, those who have the money and the power, can get away with murder and people like yourself, your organization, the Agriculture Defense um, coalition, You're doing everything you can. Is any part of industry getting behind you, Rosalind, and saying, hey, we believe in what you're doing. We're here to help.
0: Well, industry isn't um, getting behind us because um, a lot of the industry that would be directly affected are the big oil companies, the chemical companies, the gas companies, all these big companies that deal and want the natural resources from warming up those areas. Hmm. So why would they get behind this? And I think that most people, on the ground level, just aren't aware of these programs and the implication. They just don't see these uh, uh, reports on uh, that, that are released by Stanford University or something. This isn't a this isn't a general topic of conversation. It's only talked about within the elite few, and very few. It isn't it isn't discussed on the media. In other words, you don't see geoengineering projects being talked about except to save the world once in a while, Mm -hmm. but you don't see them being talked about in a realistic way by people from all the sciences, from all the areas that would be affected by this. Most people don't even know what geoengineering is.
1: Stand by. You and I have to take our final break. Uh, We'll be back on the other side of this uh, break with our special guest this hour, Exxon Nation. Rosalind Peterson is our guest here's a couple of websites www.californiaskywatch.com and www.agriculturedefensecoalition.org get a hold of your your MPs get a hold of your representatives send them to these websites let them see what big industry is getting away with this is a crime we'll be back don't go away
0: Listen to rock and roll.
1: Rosalind Peterson is our guest this hour. ExoNation, www.CaliforniaSkyWatch.com and www.AgricultureDefenseCoalition.org. Is there anything that the airline industry can do to the present uh, fuels that they're using so that they will not be inadvertently causing these weather changes or, or the uh, cloud cover that we see?
0: Sure, the airline industry could fly at uh, levels that don't um, create these um, water vapor clouds. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, the military could change its fuel configuration and uh, stop, um, in other words, configuring its fuel so that they release more water vapor into the air. And that combination would do a lot toward reducing global warming. Um, However, I'm not so sure the military wants to stop these projects that are going on overhead, these geoengineering schemes. I'm not so sure that they want to do it. But I'm going to encourage these climate scientists, instead of talking about putting more particles and chemicals and pollutants into the air, to get on board with uh, moving the airline industry and the military into uh, having less impact on our environment.
1: Did this come about by accident uh, with the amount of airline traffic that we have now, and somebody realized what what they had discovered and how they could manipulate it, or was this a very well-planned strategic move?
0: I think they knew from um, early uh, work um, that uh, uh, airplanes would leave a water vapor trail or a contrail, with water vi- vapor uh, jet fuel emissions in it, and uh, they knew this. Mm-hmm. And they they did some experiments, I think, and they began to realize that water vapor being a greenhouse gas could warm the planet. And so going back into the 70s, the 60s and 70s, there were early reports that water vapor would definitely have a negative impact on um, uh, uh, the global environment. So there was no doubt from early studies dating back to the studies. I've seen them, and I referenced some of them on my website. But there was no doubt that they knew. So now the geoengineers are talking about, both last year and this year, like David Keith from Calgary University, they're talking about, well, we want to increase this mm-hmm. greenhouse gas, water vapor, and the best way to do it is to use aviation to do it.
1: Rosalind, you and I have to say so long for now. I do want to thank you ever so much, uh, Exxon Nation, for more information. www.agriculturedefensecoalition.org and www.californiaskywatch.com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break and uh, and the news. It's about going to be until about six and a half minutes past the hour. This is the Exxon. Yours truly, Rob McConnell. Plus, the gang of many thousands will be back on the other side of this break at six and a half minutes past the hour.
0: Don't go away.